0: Thank <laughs> you. your magic window of you today, Dr. Evans? Look at it out there. Blizzard, blizzard, blizzard. Colder than the heart of a politician. God, I hate that sound. Can't hear myself think. Well, that can be remedied. Better. Good, even. You deserve a smoke, Dr. E. Okay, Mr. Desk? Where have you hidden my last pack? It was in here somewhere. Yes. Now where's that freaking lighter? Tuesday, April 15th This is from the story The 548 by John Cheever I've been thinking about devils I mean, if there are devils in the world If there are people in the world who represent evil Is it our duty to exterminate them? Speak of the devil Just a minute Alright, alright Video Remember the video, Evans just a minute. Now the blinds. Come in.
1: Doctor? Sit down.
0: Would you care to smoke?
1: Don't mind if I do. I smoke too much, but I can't quit.
0: More people around here are quitting every day.
1: I wish I had the willpower.
0: Here you go. Thanks.
1: Thanks. So, what can I do for you?
0: First, I want to play a little game. You see this handkerchief? And the paperweight. What does it look like to you?
1: The Lincoln Memorial?
0: That's right. I want you to watch what I'm doing now.
1: Uh, don't tell me. You're going to make it disappear, right?
0: No, I'm covering the paperweight with a handkerchief. So tell me, what's under the handkerchief?
1: Can we put a little bet on it? Not this time. A paperweight.
0: That's wonderful. Now I want you to answer a few questions.
1: That mirror over there, that's a two-way mirror. No kidding. Is somebody watching? Are you recording this? Does it matter to you? I'd like to know. I, I have rights, you know.
0: Rights. No one is watching. Yes, we're being videotaped. Now answer the questions. Sure. How do you like it here?
1: It's okay. A little boring. A man couldn't even catch a disease here from the looks of it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't mean any offense, Doctor. I haven't been here long enough to get the feel of the place. Could you slide me that ashtray? You
0: hardly started that cigarette.
1: I don't feel like smoking.
0: Don't crush it out so. you you waste... What? How do you know I'm a doctor?
1: Aren't you a doctor? I thought you were. This is a hospital, isn't it? So I I figured when they sent me in to see you, you must be a doctor.
0: I am a doctor. My name is Evans.
1: Pleased to meet you, Dr. Evans.
0: How long have you been here?
1: I don't think it's been too long. A couple of hours. I've been talking to the nurses at their station.
0: Such talkative nurses.
1: I'm sure they're doing their jobs.
0: I'm sure. Tell me what you were doing before you came to this hospital.
1: You mean right before? Yes. At the office. My own company, Liberty Computer Systems. We design programs for a lot of people. We're close to getting a big contract with (laughs) AT&T. We swing that and I can retire by the time I'm 40. If Uncle Sam will take his hand out of my pocket long enough for me to count my money... Do you have a family? I don't understand what you're after. But just so your videotape shows the facts, I've got a wife, Helen, and two kids. Ronnie's nine and Susan's five. We have a nice big house and a Lincoln and a Porsche. I follow the Braves and I don't eat quiche. (laughs) What else would you like to know?
0: Lots of things. Eventually, I'll find them out. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? How you came to be here? How long you're going to have to stay? Who you are?
1: I know who I am. Who are you, then? Robert Lynch.
0: That's right. How old are you?
1: I'm 35. 35. And what year is it? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's 1998.
0: What time of year?
1: I don't understand. What's going on?
0: What time of year?
1: It's spring. Right?
0: What do I have under this handkerchief?
1: How should I know?
0: Smoke them halfway. If I only had some papers, I could break up the butts and roll my own. Yes? Oh. Sit down.
1: Thanks. What can I do for you, doctor?
0: I don't know. Suppose we follow up on the argument we had this morning.
1: Argument? This morning?
0: Don't you remember talking to me this morning?
1: I never saw you before.
0: How do you know I'm a doctor?
1: Aren't you a doctor? They told me I should go in to see Dr. Evans in room 101.
0: I see. If you weren't here this morning, where were you?
1: Let's see. I was at work. I remember telling Helen, the wife, that I'd try to get home early. She's always ragging me because I stay late. The the company's pretty busy right now. Big contract in the works. Uh, Susan's in the school play, and we have to be there by eight. And, and and I want to get home early so I can do some yard work. It looked like a good day for us. Do you have to keep tapping your pencil like that?
0: What season is it?
1: Spring. Sunny, warm, very nice weather. The red buds are just starting to come out.
0: Is that so? let's have a look. What about this? Does that look like spring? Isn't that a bitch?
1: <laughs> if you don't like the weather here, wait ten minutes. <laughs>
0: what about the red buds?
1: Well, the snow will probably kill them. <gasps> I hope Helen made the kids wear their jackets. What year is it? What do you mean? It's 1998.
0: 1998? Are you sure? Maybe it's 1997, 1994, 1984.
1: I know what year it is.
0: Did you ever read that book? Slow down a minute.
1: What are you talking about?
0: The book by George Orwell, titled 1984. Are you familiar with it? Well, sure.
1: We had to read it in college. It made quite an impression on me. What kind of impression? I expected something different from the professor, some kind of politically correct babbling. It
0: wasn't like that at all. Did it make you uncomfortable?
1: It didn't tell me anything I didn't know already. It just showed what was wrong with socialism. It claims it has the interests of the majority at heart, but it denies all human values. That's what I got out of 1984. Though to hear the professor talk about it, it was all about Ronald Reagan. I've seen the same mentality at work in business. The large corporations, they're just like the government. Big, slow. You could show them a way to save a billion and they'd squash you like a bug because it's too much trouble to change. You sound like
0: you've got some resentments.
1: I do. I admit it. I've thought a lot about it. But I have faith in people. Someday, I may just run for Congress and see whether I can do some good. You broke your pencil.
0: You still don't remember arguing with me this morning? I never saw you before I walked in this door. What were we supposed to be fighting about? About this paperweight. I showed it to you, and you said you'd never seen it before.
1: Looks ordinary to me. I could easily forget something like this. What's the big deal?
0: You'll note that it's a model of the Lincoln Memorial.
1: You probably got it at some gift shop. D.C. is full of junk like that.
0: I haven't been to Washington in a long time.
1: I live in Vienna, outside D.C. I drive in every morning.
0: Mm.
1: What's the matter? You got some chest pains?
0: (laughs) Uh, Are you having a heart attack? My heart is fine. So why rub your chest? It's just my imagination. Enough of this. We're not talking about me. We're discussing you. I have a possible diagnosis of your condition.
1: What condition? We just met. Right.
0: You exhibit the symptoms of Korsakoff syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? No. Korsakoff syndrome is an unusual form of memory loss. Recorded cases go back to the late 1800s. There was a famous one in the 1970s, famous to doctors, I mean. A retired Marine sergeant named Arthur Briggs, an alcoholic. He was in his 50s, a career non-com until his discharge in 1966. In 1972, he lost his memory of any events which had occurred to him after September 1944. He could remember in vivid detail, as if they had just happened, events up until that time. But of the rest of his life? Nothing. Not only that, his short-term memory was affected so that he could remember events that occurred in the present only for a period of minutes, after which he would forget them, totally.
1: I can remember what happened to me right up until I walked into this room.
0: That's what Sergeant Briggs told his doctors in 1975.
1: What are you doing? Are you trying to make me dizzy?
0: I need to stretch my legs. I'm not going to hurt you.
1: I wish you'd stay in one place.
0: To prove to the doctors his grasp of current events, Sergeant Briggs told them that World War II was going strong, that he was stationed in San Francisco waiting to be sent to the Philippines, that it looked like the St. Louis Browns might finally win a pennant, And that he was 20 years old. He had the outlook and abilities of an intelligent 20-year-old. He couldn't remember anything that had happened to him longer than 15 minutes. The world had gone on, but he was permanently stuck in 1944.
1: That's horrible.
0: So it seemed to the doctor in charge, at first. Later, he speculated that it might not be so bad. Briggs could still enjoy the present... It just didn't stick with him He could remember his youth And for him, his youth had never ended He never aged He never saw his friends grow old and die He never remembered that he himself had grown up to be a lonely alcoholic His girlfriend was still waiting for him back in Columbia, Missouri He was 20 years old forever He had made a clean escape How old are you?
1: I'm 35. Suppose you come over to this mirror with me. Look, look, why why are we doing... Hey, look over my arm. How old are you? I told you I'm 35. What the hell? Jesus Christ. What happened? I'm old. What did you do to me? I'm not supposed to be old. I'm thirty-five. What did you do to me? What did you do?
0: Surprise! Still snowing. But what woman needs a window when she can have a mirror? Let's check it out, Major E. Portrait of the Army Officer as a Middle-Aged Woman. I remember when the enlisted men would fantasize about undoing these buttons... But the proper position for a breast exam, Major Evans, is to lie in a prone position. Go ahead. Make some room. While lying on your back on the cold and gritty floor, unbutton your uniform tunic and unhook your brassiere. That's right. Gently press the first two fingers of your hand against your breast, rubbing in a circular motion. If you find a lump, If you find the lump, it may not necessarily be evidence of cancer. Many women develop benign cysts. However, to be on the safe side, it is advisable. It is advisable to consult your physician. It is advisable to sit up and find a cigarette before you lose your mind. Come on, Mr. Desk. You know, I stashed those butts in here somewhere. Where is that pack? Yes, the last of the Mohicans. A one inch butt. My back, relax. The pause that refreshes. Please, no. Come in. Hello?
1: Is anyone here?
0: Over here, on the floor behind the desk.
1: (laughs) Can I sit in a chair or do I have to lie down too?
0: (laughs) Do whatever you damn well please.
1: You're rather rude, you know. I don't suppose your superiors would care to find you lying around on the floor with your shirt open. My superiors...
0: I suppose you're right.
1: So, what did you want to see me about?
0: Have we ever met before?
1: No. I- I'm sure I'd remember.
0: You hear that, Mr. Cigarette? He's sure he would remember. That's it. All gone. Now I have to quit.
1: I should quit, too, but I don't have the willpower.
0: At least you're not talking to them. Or do you do that, too?
1: Ha ha. That's funny.
0: Yes, we share many warm moments together, don't we? But all good things must come to an end. I want you to listen to me closely now. Do not respond until I'm finished. My name is Major D.S. Evans. I'm a military psychologist. This office is not a hospital. It's the infirmary of NECDEC, the National Emergency Center for Defense Communications, located 1,000 feet below a hillside in West Virginia. As far as we know, we are the only surviving government of the United States. Would you mind opening those blinds? This snowy scene you see outside my window? Well, it's not a window. It's an HDTV screen. The image is being relayed from a surface monitor in central Nebraska. Here, I'll give you the full effect. By computer command, I can connect us with any of the 12 monitors still functioning on the surface. I'm going to cycle through them now. That's Dallas. The hissing is a reading of the background radiation registered by detectors at the site of this camera. That desert, that's south of Albuquerque. This is San Francisco, what's left of Coit Tower. New Orleans, underwater now. New York City. Fort Bragg, North Carolina. This is good, that lovely sunset over Mount Rainier. Particulate matter from the explosions in the atmosphere is great for sunsets. Chicago, I think that twisted girder was part of the Board of Trade on LaSalle Street. Edwards Air Force Base, a field outside of Dubuque, Iowa. Somewhere under this blizzard is Pine Mountain, Georgia. Vienna, Virginia. Recognize any of them? Let's turn the sound off so we can talk.
1: I'm going home now.
0: You're going nowhere. I told you to be quiet until I finish. This has been the state of the surface for a year now. Ever since the last bombs fell. To our knowledge, there are no human beings alive in the Northern Hemisphere. Radio transmissions from South America, New Zealand, and Australia have one by one ceased in the last eight months. We have not observed a living creature larger than an insect through any of our monitors since the beginning of the year. It is the summer of 2025. Although, considering the situation, counting years by the old system seems a little futile to me.
1: What are you doing?
0: I told you to shut up. I am not finished. This is a Colt model 1911 A1 automatic pistol. It's old-fashioned and antique almost. It holds 45 caliber cartridges, seven in the magazine, one in the firing chamber. This is a loaded magazine. And when I pull this slide, the pistol is cocked. It's quite heavy. Let's put it down right here, in the middle of my desk blotter. Now you're going to tell me that you've never heard any of this and that you've never seen me before, despite the fact that I have been speaking to you daily for two weeks and that you've had this explanation from me at least three times during that period. You're going to tell me that it's 1998 and that you are 35 years old, despite the absurdity of such a claim. You're going to fake amazement and confusion. The more I insist you face these facts, the more you are going to become distressed Eventually, you will break down into tears and expect me to sympathize. You can go to hell. If you persist in this sham, I will kill you. I guarantee you that no one will care if I do. Okay. Now you can talk.
1: Please. What do you mean? Keep talking. What do you want me to say? I never heard of any of this. Do
0: I have to show you the videotapes of our earlier sessions?
1: But only this morning I saw my wife and kids and everything was all right. Now you give me this story about atomic war in 2025? What? Have I been asleep for 30 years?
0: You didn't act very surprised to be here when you walked in. If you're so disoriented, how do you explain how you got
1: here? I don't remember. I guess I I thought I came here to the hospital, I thought, to get a checkup. You must know how I got here.
0: I do, but I think you know too. And you're just playing a game with me, with all of us down here. The others are worried, but I'm sick of it. I can see through you, so you may as well quit the act. You are famous for your sincerity, but I always suspected that was an act too. You didn't start this game soon enough for me to be persuaded you're crazy, despite what the others may think. Or this could be a delusional system. You think you're in a hospital and your schizophrenia has progressed to the point where you deny all facts that won't let you evade responsibility. I suppose in some sense that should absolve you. I should be more objective then. Well, too bad. Too damn bad.
1: I still don't know what you're talking about. Where are my wife and kids? They're dead. Let me have a cigarette.
0: There are no cigarettes left. I just smoked the last one. I made two cartons last a year.
1: You say I'm old. How can that be?
0: Look at your hands. Are those the hands of a young man?
1: Jesus. What did you... Shoot to me. Where's my family? Helen. Where is she?
0: Why are you going on with this charade?
1: God damn, you tell me what happened.
0: Oh, yes. The famous Lynch rage. Am I supposed to be frightened? Give me that gun. Sit down. You think I won't shoot?
1: What have you done to Helen. My kids.
0: Your wife didn't make the plane in time.
1: What plane?
0: I don't know where your damn kids were. Probably vaporized with their own families when you caused this mess. You, however, had Operation Kneecap to save you.
1: Operation Kneecap?
0: Yes, (laughs) Mr. President. Now sit down and tell me why you've been playing games or I'll kill you right here and now. Sit down.
1: You're insane.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But you can't simply be crazy. There's no reason why you should put me through this. This is some kind of conspiracy. The government. The CIA.
0: And you're 35 years old.
1: You've done something to me.
0: You've done it to us. The camps? Executive Order 31?
1: If I'm the president, why can't I remember a thing about it?
0: Stop it. Stop it right now. I can't take any more lies. I swear I'll kill you. First it was the commander-in-chief routine. Calisthenics, stiff upper lips, and discipline. Then the big brother, let's have a whiskey and talk it over, son. Yes, sir, Mr. President. Now you can't remember anything. Your boys are confused. They're fed up. I'm fed up, too.
1: If this is true, you've got to help me.
0: I don't give a rat's ass about helping you. I'm interested in making you tell the truth. Don't you realize that we're dead? I don't care about your feeble sense of what's right and wrong. Just tell me what's keeping you going. Who do you think you're going to impress? You think you've got another election to win? A place in history to protect? There isn't going to be any more history. History ended last August. So spare me the fantasy about the hospital and the non-existent nurses' station. Someone with Korsakoff's would make up that story. He would recognize the difference between a window and an HDTV screen, a dozen other slips. You're not a good enough actor. Sometimes I think the only thing that's kept me alive is knowing I had half a pack of cigarettes left. That and the desire to make you crawl.
1: I was the president?
0: No, I made it all up.
1: I started a war?
0: Bring America back. Any alternative to greatness is treason.
1: I am old. How old? am I you
0: know damn well how you're 62
1: Jesus Mary Joseph
0: that's it that's all you can say get your face out of your hands Lynch look I've got the pistol I'm coming around the desk I'm holding it to your head I swear, I'll kill you.
1: Why are you pointing that gun at me?
0: Oh, Lord, please, don't.
1: Don't what? Who are you? No. What is this place?
0: Stop it. I can't take this anymore.
1: Please, put down the gun. That's good. There. Give it to me. I can't.
0: Not again.
1: Are you all right? Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be all right.
0: Friday, April 18th. I'm looking at the stub of Coit Tower in what used to be San Francisco. It's snowing. Now here's a blizzard in Chicago. Another blizzard. I think that's in Georgia. Nice sunset in the background, though.
1: It's cold
0: outside go away. No, leave me alone. Please, God, no.
1: Excuse me. Are you Dr. Evans? I'm Robert Lynch. I'm told you want to talk with me?